Companionship is what makes every journey enjoyable. Today, we continue our journey with Jesus. Join Scott Pauley as we make brief stops in the Gospel according to Mark. We trust you will enjoy the journey. Does your preacher ever go back and preach the same message over? <laughs> that's, that's not always a bad thing. As a matter of fact, truth worth giving once is worth being repeated, and we don't get it all the first time. As a matter of fact, you find that the greatest preacher, the Lord Jesus, did that very thing. In the Gospel according to Mark, chapter number 4, he preached the message on the seed and the sower and the soils. And then when he gets in private, he preaches the message again to a smaller group of people. This time they're asking him questions. They're going deeper. And really now it's working towards application. It was Spurgeon that famously said, the sermon doesn't even begin until the application begins. And so really that's what you find beginning in Mark chapter 4 and verse number 14 where Jesus said, The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some an hundred. So there are four types of soil. We've established that already, but now Jesus elaborates. He explains a little more. And I do love the hunger of this particular group of people when they're alone with him, asking him, uh, these disciples saying, tell us more. I hope you have that heart. I hope you never feel like I've arrived. The Apostle Paul said he had not apprehended. Uh, he was still pursuing. So if that's true of the greatest Christian that ever lived, no doubt it's true of us. We have much more to learn. And so go back to familiar text. Go back to the, the messages you think you understand. Ask the Lord to give you a deeper understanding and application of that truth. Let's look at the four applications Jesus made. First of all, he said there is the wayside heart. Uh, what is that a picture of? It's a picture of hard hearts. The wayside would be like the footpath in Jesus' day, the place that had been so trodden down uh, that it was bare of any grass, and you're not going to get grass to grow on it because people are trampling on it all the time. He said that's a picture of the first kind of heart. Imagine a seed gets sown on it, truth gets given to it, uh, but it never takes any root. It can't get beneath the surface. And so, immediately, the devil comes. And why does he come? He comes to take away the seed. The bird swoops down and snatches it away. Remember, one of the names for Satan is Beelzebub, death did fly. Well, here he comes, flying along, swooping in, snatching away the Word of God. It's a picture of those who have rejected the truth over and over and over again. And because of that, their heart has gotten so hard that the truth never penetrates. Might I say to you that a heart gets harder every time it rejects truth. 
I think Pharaoh is a classic example of that. You remember in the book of Exodus, every time he said no to God and no to uh, God's messenger Moses and no to the truth, the Bible says that God hardened his heart. He hardened his heart. He hardened his heart. So if you don't want a hard heart, if you want a tender heart, soft and sensitive to the truth and to the Lord, then be willing to obey the truth you're given. So you have hard hearts. Then you have shallow hearts. The Bible speaks here of stony ground. People who hear the Word, and it even says immediately they receive it with gladness. Have you ever seen somebody like that? Uh, they, they're excited to receive it, and on the surface, everything looks good. The problem is beneath the surface. I remember when we first moved back to West Virginia and built a home out on the old family farm. I was clearing an area to plant grass, and I thought I'd done pretty well. Uh, but the more I raked and tried to prepare the ground, I would uncover more stones and more and more. And I figured out after a while, this is very stony ground. I'm going to have to go down a ways if I'm going to get anything to grow here. You see, because you can do surface work, but God never does surface work. No, surface work is short-term work. There has to be depth. Now, the stones represent stubborn areas in our life. I wonder, are there any of those stubborn areas in your heart that are preventing fruitfulness, things that you've left beneath the surface? Men can't see them, but God does. Well, I want you to know they're going to prevent you from bearing much fruit. The Bible says in verse 17, these have no root in themselves. Oh, we need some people with root. We need some people with depth. Do you have a root system? Are you rooted in God? Uh, so many people trying to bear fruit, but they need to stop thinking about fruit, start thinking about the root first. Let's get anything out of God's way that shouldn't be there. Uh, what stony ground does is it makes it so that the roots don't go very deep. So when affliction comes, persecution comes, when the sun arises, immediately uh, they just pass away. The Bible says they're offended. That's shallow ground. And then there are worldly hearts. This is represented by the thorny ground. They hear the word, but verse 19 says, The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and then it says, The lust of other things. You see, it, just so you, you realize your sin is not left out, Jesus encompassed everything here. The lust of other things. Anything you desire that is not God's desire for you. Anything that you want that God has not chosen for you, and you're living for that, uh, that's going to choke out the spiritual life in you. Uh, those thorns are going to enter in and choke the Word and the Bible says it becomes unfruitful. Thorns represent sins in our life. Things that we allow to choke out the life-giving power of God's truth in us. It's why you can sit in church and have spiritual hunger and desire, but then leave and immediately when you allow other things to grow up in your life, it chokes out what you heard on the Lord's Day. May I ask you today, what's choking you? What's choking the life out of you? What's choking the fruitfulness out of your life? You've got to deal with it. So God deals with a hard heart. He deals with a shallow heart. He deals with a worldly heart. And then, finally, He shows us the receptive heart, this good ground for God. Uh, the Bible says in verse number 20, these that were sown on good ground are those, number one, who hear the Word. Uh, this is more than just physical hearing. This goes back to what He said earlier, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. So they're willing to receive it. And then the Bible says, they hear the Word and receive it. That's letting it take root. And then they hear the Word, they receive it, and they bring forth fruit, allowing it to produce in them what needs to be produced in them. You know, God has a way of softening our hearts. 
He uses things to, to do that, to till up our, our fallow ground. And yet in the Old Testament, we're commanded to break up our own fallow ground. Jeremiah chapter 4 and verse 3, Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12. Could I challenge you today to deal with the sin in your life and the stubborn areas and the hard heart that is developed in all of us from time to time? Break that up and say to the Lord, Lord, I want you to speak to me again. I want to understand your truth and I want you to produce the fruit in my life that only you can produce. I tell you, how much fruit is produced in you is up to you. The Bible says some 30-fold, some 60, some 100. How much fruit is up to you? It's up to how much you prepare your heart to receive God's truth. Picture four chairs, would you please? You're sitting in one of these four today. Which one are you sitting in? Not which one do others think you're in. Which one are you sitting in? Are you a hard-hearted person? Are you a shallow person? Are you a worldly person? Are you a person open, receptive, and obedient to God? You choose how much fruit comes in your life this day. Thank you for traveling with us through God's Word. We would love to hear from you and share additional resources for enjoying the journey. Visit us online at scottpauley.org. May God bless you as you walk with Christ today. Thank you.